Greetings, gentle podcast listeners. You are listening to the Brattleboro Historical Society podcast and a special edition of This Week in Brattleboro History, where Joe Rivers and his crack staff of Brattleboro Area Middle School historians, uh, it's a, you know, crack staff, it's a, it's a think tank, really, not a staff. It's more of an assemblage, what they have going on up there. Uh, anyway, Joe Rivers and his assembled BAMS historians explore the discovery of the famous Brattleboro Rat. The, uh, well, I suppose the Brat Rat, as it were. Uh, but that's not all. No, that is not all. In response to a question from Chris over on iBrattleboro, which is a fantastic source of community news and interests and discussion at iBrattleboro.com, Uh, In response to a question from Chris about the research and recording process, there's an addendum to this podcast where the crack staff provides a peek behind the curtain of this monster production. So stay tuned for a segment that probably raises more questions than it answers. Uh, Stay tuned for that immediately following this week in Brattleboro history. All of this coming to you on Friday February 26th, 2016. No rats were harmed in the making of this podcast. It was 55 years ago this week that the famous Brattleboro rat was first discovered by Tim Vinton. The Brattleboro rat was a naturally mutated animal that did not produce a kidney-controlling hormone. This meant the kidneys of the rat did not function properly, and the animal became very valuable as a test animal for various human diseases such as diabetes, cancer, and schizophrenia. In 1961, Tim Vinton was working as a lab technician for Dr. Henry Schroeder in West Brattleboro. Dr. Schroeder was famous for developing the low-sodium diet and was a highly regarded researcher in the areas of high blood pressure and trace elements in our diet. Dr. Schroeder used rats in his research to study heart disease. This meant he needed a supply of lab rats for his experiments. Dr. Schroeder hired Tim Vinton to help with the experiments and take care of lab rats. On February 24, 1961, Tim Vinton noticed that that a lab cage containing a mother and 17 baby rats were consuming a great deal of water. Together, the doctor and Mr. Vinton quickly determined that some of the babies were drinking way more water than normal because their kidneys were not functioning properly. These animals were transferred to Dartmouth College where it was found that the rats had naturally mutated and could be used as research animals for many medical problems facing the human population. The Brattleboro rat became a separate laboratory strain within the rat species and is presently used for scientific research in North America, Europe, Asia, and Africa. 35 years ago, the Brattleboro rat was so important to the scientific research community that a three-day Brattleboro rat symposium was held at Dartmouth College to celebrate the value of the Brattleboro rat. Over the years, the Brattleboro rat had been used to develop treatments for diabetes, schizophrenia, memory loss, stress reduction, and lung cancer. As the chairman of the Dartmouth Physiology Department reported in 1981, the Brattleboro rat was one of the, the first of the animal models for human diseases. Brattleboro rats now number in the thousands and can be found in scientific labs around the world. It was 55 years ago this week that local man Tim Vinton noticed a batch of laboratory mice with unusual kidney functions. This discovery has led to medical treatments for many illnesses in the establishment of a particular strain of laboratory rat known as the Brattleboro rat. We'd like to thank Callista, Jared, Anna, and Lizzie for researching, and Clay, Tyler, Olivia, Nate, and Molly for reading This Week in Brattleboro History. 
Thank you for listening to the Brattleboro Historical Society podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the program. Um, a few, we take a few days out of our week in galaxy time to research a specific topic in Brattleboro history. Then, the following week, usually on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, we like to record our research. And then we edit and put it through, send it to the radio place where they edit it further. And we use Chronically America, which is a government website that holds newspaper documents and we do our research on there by putting in the Vermont Phoenix, which was the newspaper at the time, and then the dates of the week that we would like to have the information from. Correct. That's, that's smart. <laughs> All right. Nate, you want to talk about the working conditions? <laughs> child labor and sweatshop conditions. This is done by child labor and sweatshop-like conditions. All right. Just Anything else you want to say about it? Um, the editing process, we record it. No? We're usually quiet, and then every once in a while we'll hear, this, this week. <laughs> yeah. The tip is coffee. We usually right. hear oh, me, we usually <coughs> hear me going over the same sentence three time. times. When I was in Miss Goodhue's class, I was talking about it, and then it was one time that I was on, and then she played it really loudly in front of the class. What are you talking about? The radio show. Oh. What good Was I on it? Miss Goodhue. No. Was I on it? I've been on every one. No, you haven't. All right. Well, that's good, I think, guys. (laughs) Do you have anything else you want to say about the process? It's a lot of fun. There's lots of rules and regulations in our process, but we have lots of fun. Say that again. Wink, wink. That's hilarious. All right. Do you want to throw that in there? Yes, I'll go record it. Got to go real quick, though. We're going to run out of batteries going to run out. Come on. Oh, I thought you were coming over to do that. All right. I guess we're done.